Hi everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. I love appropriating cultures, even when they're my own. Especially when they're my own. Are you sure you're fantastic? Well, you know... It's not, it's not, as, bad as, it's not as bad as the ranch episode about it. Oh god, that's true. It's sad that we have to base anything on that. I just... Just... It's it's significantly better than the range episode, honestly, than on that note oh, of the appropriation. We'll get there. Uh, this episode, we'll see. We are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. Uh, for only $2 a month, gain access to all our bonus content. For $5 a month, you can get eight episodes early. Uh, appreciate everyone who, ta- who supports the server. They really do appreciate it. it helps pay for our hosting. On to this week's episode, it is The Bart of War, episode EABF16. Originally aired May 18th, 2003, written by Mark Wilmore, directed by Michael Polcino. Received a 12.10 rating, good for 27th on the week. The chalkboard gag sandwiches should not contain sand. I mean, why is it? Why I mean, is that's it true? But why is it in the word then? It says sandwiches. That's a, because they're, they, they were invented in a place where there were witches who liked sand. I'm not going to, I'm not going to. Fact check you, Matt. I'm just going to trust you. Okay. Just going to trust this right. Couch gag. Giant baby plays with the family like they're dolls. I feel like this Pretty is creepy. A, but isn't yeah. this a repeat? This feels like we've seen this one before. Maybe I'm Was just. It? I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't. Matt, this is. Uh, we've seen three Overwatch over 300 episodes at this point for this podcast. I don't remember any any like. I just go by like feel like. Have I seen this one before? It feels like I have, but I don't know. It's constantly like I don't, I don't. My brain is mush. These episodes have made my brain mush. So I don't know what I'm. I don't that know what's right. what's real. What is life? There's a pandemic happening outside. I don't know what anything. What is anymore. real life? We don't know. I don't know. I know what's real. My water that I'm drinking from my John Cena slurpy cup. <laughs> Hustle of respect. Uh, this episode begins with Bart and Milhouse watching South Park. Um, how do you feel about their parody of South Park? It's not accurate. It is my biggest problem. I mean, it's it's funny, but it's I don't know. It it's closer to early South Park, which is when this came out. So I can't really fault them that much. But I feel like they could have done a better job. South Park had been around at this point for four years, so it's a little it. They're South Park. I look. I'm a level. I kind of hate South Park right now. Like, oh yeah, I kind of hate it. But like, not even. But I hate the fact that it's ever existed. Can I like? I don't know how what that means. That's fair. I hate the fact that it's ever existed, but this is not a cutting parody of South Park then or now, so it's fine. No. Uh it's it's kinda it feels very much like the Simpsons trying to like, oh, we're gonna make fun of South Park and kind of like falling on their face. Uh even yeah. though this episode is that is uh, the, the bigger I guess bigger fish to fry. Marge sees them watching South Park, upset, doesn't want them to watch such a violent show. Which, good for you, Mark. That's probably a good idea. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Limiting that. Finally, bad ideas are a bad thing. Yeah. Um, even though that's not nearly the top of the thing I would criticize South Park either for is the violence. It's not that that bad, considering other shows. But then but that leaves Barry Miller, and so she turns off the TV and tries to get them to watch the Angel show, which I... Th- is this a pair? Is like a Seventh Heaven thing? It's either Seventh Heaven or it's a. Uh, is What's, it a Touched by an Angel? Touched by thing? an Angel, yeah. Touched by an Angel, the other, other God religious pro. The, <laughs> the other God one. The other God. The, the, like how many? Okay, there weren't a lot on network television in the early two thousands. There weren't a lot of like shows literally having like one. The Seventh Heaven is a preacher, and Touched by an Angel has angels, but there's no other like God shows going on. Matt Christian God shows going on. That's true. Popular television. Like you could watch yeah, of course, like their your specialty channels with their whatever. Barton Mills are bored. They flee from the Angel show, probably with good reason. So they tie a string around a fly. Which is apparently a thing you can do. Who knew? I f- I'm not sure if I found out about it through this episode or I just had like read weird old stories about like barman bailey and flea circuses and things like that yeah um but either way they tie a string around a fly and the fly goes into flanders house because flanders cat has caught it 
Turns so, out Flanders has a cat. Flanders has a cat. Know. We don't know the name of the cat. Uh, it eats the fly. But Bart and Milhouse chase the fly into the house to save it, I guess? I don't know. I'm, a lot of the things I'm going to say in while I'm recapping this episode aren't going to make any sense. Uh, I can try and explain some of them away, but I don't know why Bart and Milhouse tie a string to a fly. I don't know why they bother chasing it into Flanders' house. Uh, I do know that once they find out the fly has been swallowed by the cat, they abandon it and just start running amok in Flanders' house, finally revealing a secret that Flanders has held. Dude, we're in Flanders' house, unsupervised. Wow, let's go nuts! Bright, brighter, brightest, off. Bright, brighter, brightest, off. <laughs> oh, that is so gay. These losers are out of peanut butter. I know how to make some peanut butter. Now we just put the top on. Hey, I didn't get where I am putting tops on things. <laughs> now let's make jelly. <laughs> I feel like loose silver medalist Parvin humor. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Flanders is really into the Beatles. What are the Beatles? They wrote all the songs on Maggie's Baby Records. All right, uh, Matt. I don't know how. Yes, Robbie. How I don't know how you, how you watch the Simpsons. These episodes. How how like what's your frame of mind necessarily when you watch these? But I'm constantly just waiting. I'm waiting for alarms to go off. In my, what kind of alarms, Robbie? My. My, my, my alarms in my head, they, they just, you know, when, you know, I'm not necessarily like 100% like, like, I don't have a notepad in front of me, like writing down all the plot details. I'm just trying to absorb this and see if any questions arise as I watch it naturally. And sometimes, and then I'm, and I'm waiting. I'm kind of a little, little tentative when I'm watching these episodes because they're terrible most of the time. And I'm just waiting for the terrible to arise. And... And usually, like, sometimes it's just like, well, that doesn't make sense. Or that does like, what's, uh, okay. And sometimes I just can just dismiss it out of hand. Like, them tying a string around a fly. I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. Let them do it. They're kids. They do stupid stuff all the time. But then, sometimes alarms go off where I can't overlook it. And why does Flanders have a Beatles room? Well, you see, Robbie, uh, they were bigger than Jesus, so, um, I, Matt, yeah. Matt, I get that that's a joke that someone came up with and thought that's a reason they should have an entire room in his house dedicated to Beatles merchandise, mm-hmm. but it's a very bad reason. One bad joke. It's not even a good joke. Like I, I, if you told if, if I'm picking a band, I can pick any band in the entire world, any pop band that's ever existed, that Flanders has a secret room in his house dedicated to them. Mm-hmm. Be- Beatles does not make the short list. It's not even in contention. Are you sure? One, sure it wouldn't be Donnie and Marie. <laughs> well, well, one Matt, it's not. We've already done the. We've done the Beatles. Fa- Marge had a big crush on Ringo. Why would you reference the Beatles again? Pick another older, old, ba- older band that is yeah, extraordinarily he's a Stones fan. Something along those lines. So there's the Who. The like there's a, a you want a classic rock band that is well known by many people do the rolling do the stones do the who do the doors do something like the doors is like some actually like more interesting to me because it's so weird the beatles are so like a it's a boring choice yeah it's play it's a boring choice then and now like i love the beatles they're great but i don't i don't for one second buy that flanders is a beatles fan like even if it's for just this, a joke in this episode, which is all it is, I don't think they ever reference this ever again, do they? I don't believe so. No, no, it's just a one. It's a joke only for this episode, but I don't believe it. And it, it's the first alarm, first alarm bell, ring, 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 goes off. So they reveal a, a room full of Beatles merchandise, which I will also add is worth millions of dollars, probably. Oh, absolutely. Like. And also is like point pushing me past the point of credulity where it's like, oh, he has the suits that he wore on the Ed Sullivan show. Like, do you know what people would pay 
for those in particular, like, oh my gosh. It, it's even then, like now they're more valuable, obviously, but still, even then they were, I mean, that, they make jokes in this moment, like about how Michael Jackson buys the song rights for jillions of dollars. Like it's, so when you're telling Literally me- jillions. Jillions. And Flanders is just like, yeah, I have a room in my house uh, just full of priceless cult- cultural artifacts. I'm like, ah. Also, don't believe it for a second. So Bart and Milhouse drink some of their novelty beverages that are modeled <laughs> after. That's what they are. I don't know what is. I know. It's just really funny to it's, me. They're sodas. I guess that they've been, they've been sitting, stewing for so long that they become kind of alcoholic. And so they get, or just poison, or yeah, or just poison. So they get, they get, they kind of like go go crazy and start seeing things. They they just go wild and start destroying stuff in the house. Flanners and Rod and Ty get home, go straight to the panic room, which we find out they have a panic room. Which also made which me think about. Are any of us surprised about that? I'm not surprised about that. See, that's the thing. When I go, oh, Flanners absolutely would have a panic room. That. He had a, he had a bomb shelter, so he had a panic room too. Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I was the movie Panic Room the first like the first sign of like people realizing that was a thing. I think so. It's the first time everyone's like, wait, 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 wait. I mean, these rich people have like special places where they go. Panic Room movie, two thousand two. So just like a year prior to this coming out, so that makes sense. Flanners, Rod and Todd in the panic room, worry that there are people in the house because things have been disrupted. They call the police who come try and figure out what's going on. Daddy, I'm scared! Scared of what? All the funny camp songs we're gonna sing? We'll be safe inside our fortress when they come. We'll be safe from creeps and killers when they come. Unless they have a blowtorch or a poison gas injector, then I don't know what'll happen when they come. Okay, home invaders, we don't want to hurt you. We just want to talk. Well, if you just want to talk, why don't we talk about Eddie sleeping with my ex-wife? I thought the divorce was final. When is a divorce ever final? Yeah, all right, let's just move in. All right, perps. We know you're in here somewhere. Well, well, well. Looks like a couple of punks are going to be taking the last train to Clarksville. That's the monkeys, Chief. Go wait in the car. Fine. It was the monkeys. Please don't call our parents. I'm afraid I have to for hijinks like these. <laughs> hijinks. It's a funny word. Three dotted letters in a row. Is it hyphenated? It used to be. Back in the bad old days. You know, of course, every generation hyphenates the way it wants to. Then there's in sync. <laughs> what the hell is that? Jump in any time, Eddie. These are good topics. So. These are good topics, Robbie. Good I, topics. Here, man. For, I'm going to try to mention some positives. I enjoy the, the, the police banter back and forth. I enjoy those. That's fun. I think it could be better, but you're right. It's not the worst thing in the world. I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I also enjoyed earlier the joke about Millhouse messing with the light and getting scared when the light went off. Bright, I like brighter, brightest off, off. Like that's a, I, that's a good gag among a lot of. Okay, some alarm bells. It's a good gag. Um, so Bart and Millhouse are in trouble. Uh, we go to commercial. Six minutes and five seconds in. And when we come back. Uh, we have the family trying to figure out what had happened. They, they've gotten Bart and uh, – uh, not Bart, uh, Marge and Homer in, and I explained to them what happened. And, of course, uh, they're all messed up about it, and uh, Wiggum wants Flanders to press charges because uh, I guess he gets paid by the charge now. That's a weird thing, but sure, that's Springfield for you. Uh, but it, it comes to the conclusion that Bart has to be supervised at all times, and obviously Bill House as well. Uh, and not only that, but it turns out they're going to split them up because obviously the problem is that they're together. And when they get together, it's, you know, they just they feed off of each other. It's a runaway reaction. So uh, their first thought is, hey, let's put Bart in some kind of after school program. Here's some supervised activities we can all do together. Future veterans of foreign wars. The 5-H club. 5-H? They had to admit homosexuals. Hmm. How come I'm not doing this stuff with Millhouse? You won't be seeing Millhouse for a while. Something about that boy just shakes up your soda. Oh, this looks interesting. The preteen Braves. 
Hey, these freaks do a lot of cool stuff. Cookouts, hayrides, bowling. Just like real Indians. Dad, maybe you could lead Bart's tribe. You mean like some sort of madman? Ideally, no, but... I'll do it! So yes, Homer uh, is is going to lead the preteen braves as some kind of madman. And oh, is he ever some kind of madman? Uh, we actually see uh, during his, I don't even know what to call it, his, his tenure as leader, uh, he has them sit in the, the backyard and he goes on an extended drum solo, which takes way too long. Uh, why? I, I could not tell you. It's just something it, they thought was funny, I guess. And it fills time. It it does. That's that's true. I just I wish they could have filled time in some other more interesting way. But <laughs> you mean, I would funny, a funny way, a moment where a you, funny way. Yes. Way I want jokes or character or ideally both. Well, ideally, yes, of course. But, you know, that's that's a lot to ask these days, you know. And here, like, I'll say this, six minutes in, we've gotten to, I guess, the plot, um, even though it is a plot, it, fault, it it's more of a plot than we've gotten, than, like, in uh, Old Yellowbelly, it's more of a plot there than that, it, it, but it really falters in many ways. Um, it's not, it hasn't gotten there yet, where it's fallen off a cliff. And it's unsalvageable. At this point, I'm still like, okay, Homer's kind of messing up as the leader. All right, let's see what happens. Let's give this a chance. Yeah, I mean, okay. So <laughs> we're going to give this a chance. We're going to give Homer a chance here. Uh, but it turns out Homer's idea of spending time with the boys is basically uh, watching football with them. But watching, uh, I believe it's, uh, I was watching the Cowboys, I think it was. The, I didn't write it down because it's so incredibly the, unimportant. The Chiefs and the Cowboys. It's it's like oh look the, the Chiefs, Chiefs because that's the joke. It's the the Chiefs are are, fight, are playing the Cowboys. Yeah. So here here Matt, here's, large, here, wait 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 before we proceed I will say this and we mentioned it right at the top about the appropriation culture and all that stuff. This mm-hmm. is not nearly as bad about the Native American stuff as it as it is in the the oh no it's in, not that bad. It's dude, just where's my ranch episode? Not nearly at all. Uh, there yeah. it gets minuses, but they're relatively minor minuses compared to especially that episode. And oh. I will say that some of the jokes here are about the fact that these kind of organizations exist and aren't at the aren't aimed at Native American. They are not perpetuate per- perpetuating Native American stereotypes. They are. Oh, and I will. I fully accept that these jokes are aimed at organizations like this that do perpetuate those stereotypes. And are awful. Just yes. Straight up awful. They're awful, but I don't think they are trying to perpetuate them in the episode. They are trying to... This episode is... I, they they don't always succeed, but I think they are trying to, uh, to subvert those tropes. True. That's distinctly possible. Like, they don't do a lot of, like, when, okay, we'll get there, Matt, but I don't, I don't think, I, I'm not going to brag on this episode a lot for that. Yeah, there's so many other things we can brag on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Homer's bad at being a chief, so Marge and Lisa take over. They teach the guys how to make smoke signals. Uh, we also get a terrible joke about Mr. Burns and stealing the, uh, I believe it's the, the Pawnee's souls, which, okay, at least that part I believe, uh, but. Marge and Lisa take over, mostly Marge, because she wants the boys to actually have a real leader in charge. Uh, so they go on a nature walk with an actual Native American uh, who is a Mohican. I can't tell if this is a bad joke or not, Robbie, where he's like, oh, yeah, chicks really dig it when you're the last, last of something. Here, again, this is what I'm One, okay, one, this is voiced by Harry Shearer, who's a white guy. So, mm-hmm. but, you know, we've covered this with a poo and on many other occasions but so is it ideal no you want a actual native person to be do the yes. voice honestly obviously but i will say the portrayal of this character is not racist i don't it, it and i think that's true and i think that the joke here is like trying to make like well what's a funny you know last time Mohicans is relative like it's an older movie at that point but it is very much like oh yeah and it, it's like it's trying to make it's it's like a play on words it's a fun like trying to give this this give this guy actual character and i think it it 
it, it's attempting it. I think there's more jokes like that throughout this little this little segment because then he just disappears mm-hmm. for the rest of the episode. But it's fine. Again, there are worse problems with this thing. Yes, which is sad, but that's just the way it is sometimes. So uh, at this point. Um, they go on the nature walk with the Native American, uh, and then the next day they decide, oh, we're going to go clean up some local wilderness uh, because uh, that's what you do in a kid's group. You go and try and help your community, which is a good thing. Unfortunately for them, they've been beaten to punch. Let's go, boys. Make sure you use pine saw on those pine trees for that pine-fresh smell. Bubba? Oh, for God's sakes, I can see why he left. Now all of you get cleaning. Hey, some jokes cleaned our field. It's awful. It looks like Wisconsin. I hereby declare this area cleaned up by the cavalry kids. <clears throat> so, uh, the cavalry kids are the new competition uh, for the. Uh, Preteen Braves. Uh, we also see Kirk killing a lot of wildlife by just sticking posts in the ground and not looking at them. So uh, immediately there's a rivalry between these groups. For some reason, Mar- Bart is not happy to see Milhouse. He is angry to see Milhouse because Milhouse has done this to him for some reason. We're 100% not sure because why would there why would there be a reason for anything at this point? So uh, actually, and that's how the act ends is they just say, OK. There's a rivalry. We're out. See ya. At the very least, I can say, okay, at least at this point, there is the plot has been moving forward in an expected clip. Things are moving logically from one thing to the next at the very least. Hey, Matt. Hmm. Alarm bells just fly firing like crazy inside my brain at this point. Oh, as well they should. Yeah. Um. So we go into Act 3 at 13 minutes and 10 seconds in, which, so the major again, we got uh, almost like a nine minute long Act 3, most of the episode. And now the two groups are feuding. The cavalry kids, the preteen braves, feuding. Why? Because there needs to be conflict at this point. Well, like, like, up until, like I was saying, up until this point... This episode has made sense. Obviously, you know, Bart gets involved with a group to keep him in, you know, uh, out of trouble, essentially. But now there has to be a reason for this to stop. And this is where it stops making sense. I I understand structurally why, mechanically why they need conflict, Matt. But you, it makes no sense. It just happens. There's no character motivation. Any any of these characters have no motivation for doing this. They literally, the scene you just described, where they are going to clean up litter. The cavalry kids already have. Marge goes to Kirk, and they and she's like, "Oh, we don't have to fight. You know, there's enough room for both of us." And Kirk's like, "Oh, the Girl Scouts have the South Side," and and Marge is like immediately like, "All right, I guess we're feuding." I'm like, "Well, that's like, like the reason Marge is in charge is because she's smart, logical, compassionate." Why does she just immediately? Why doesn't she try and diffuse the rivalry? Maybe have because Kirk, why can't the Kirk, episode stops? Then don't put her in charge. Leave Homer in charge until he starts. Which, as a, we'll find, is actually a worse thing to do. Well, I mean, they go back to Homer in charge, but why is Marge in charge in the first place? It makes no sense for her to do this. It makes no sense. Like it's it literally is just like oh well, we need it to happen, so it happens. There's no reason for any of this to go on. Bart and Homer, Bart and Milhouse aren't feuding at all. They they were friends and they were forced to split up. Wouldn't they want to try and ally together? Why are they rivals? Eh. Yeah, that's they, Matt. That is exactly what the writers said. They said, eh. Uh, so I present a rivalry for some reason. Those cavalry kids are bigger credit hogs than the Red Cross. I must disagree, Mrs. Bart. They've painted this town with a fresh coat of give a hoot. Well, you ain't seen nothing till you've seen the preteen braves. Preteen braves? Is this another of those youth groups that apes the cultures of those indigenous peoples you invaded and destroyed? Exactly. The preteen brave. So there you go. There's the joke at the expense of the, you know, it's it's of course they have a poo say it, which 
has turned into a yeah. whole, whole different Iron, thing. Irony. Yeah. I, the ironing is delicious. Uh, is uh, So they, they have this rivalry going on. They uh, they are destroying each other's charity work as they go. They are fighting and feuding. They are um, knocking down houses that they built. I yeah. mean, my god, I, I, it doesn't. Whatever, man. It doesn't. It's just a. It's a mon- We got montages of all this stuff happening. Uh, um, we get them escalating their feud. Uh, Ralph is a brick. We'll beat those cavalry kids by selling candy. <laughs> We will crush you and smother your dreams. Yours in Christ, the Cavalry Kids. Bart, you are an excellent peacetime chief, but these times call for men of cruelty. Oh, it's too tight. Take it off, take it off, take it off. Men of cruelty. So we get a clip of, I didn't play this clip because I hated it, kind of, is uh, Dredger Tatum talking about announcing a contest about youth groups selling candy. Yeah, yeah, and then there's a joke about uh, how he can do nothing but punch and grope. That's all he can do. It's how he was raised. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, what's that? Matt, what's that noise, Matt? Are you frustrated or something? Just a little bit, Robbie. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, I didn't include that clip for that reason. But okay, so we have this thin pretense of the rivals for some reason, and now they're having a candy selling contest for some reason, like. It doesn't work like why is Jedrick Tatum doing okay, this? The, well, the candy selling contest I can I, I can if you had already set up the conflict in a more organic way and there's a candy selling contest, okay. But you're right. There's no reason for Dredrick freaking Tatum to be involved and it's just it just exacerbates an already weird issue. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know why he's there. I don't know why he's the one saying they need a candy selling contest. That's and one and that's not even like the they're competing in charity, like different like charity uh, situations like their habitats for humanity type things, cleaning up litter, selling candy is like who's who's putting on this con like Judge Tatum is funding this is who what candy got like it doesn't make any like if you think about it for more than six seconds, it's like, oh, this doesn't make any sense. There's no reason this would never happen. But whatever, we're doing it anyway because we need conflict. More conflict? It's not enough of the rivals. They have to have a big thing that they're rivals for, and that's selling candy. So. <laughs> so. Because we heard Homer now is a wartime chief. He They have. They, 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 they hatch a plan to sabotage. The cavalry kids chocolate by making them laxatives. They show us this, man, mm-hmm. by the Homer and Bart sneaking to Kirk's house. Right? Is it Kirk's house? I believe so. Yes, it's a house and has a garage, and there's just a bunch of candy in there. And they they show Bart backing up a truck. Like a cement truck, but instead of cement, it's filled with laxatives. I know that's the joke, right? It's supposed to be. It's just not a good one. The joke is, ah ha ha, they have a cement truck full of laxatives. Isn't that absurd? But at the end of the day, how did they sabotage the chocolate bars? These are wrapped chocolate bars in wrap. They have plastic wrappers and foil underneath. Well, it turns out if you soak them... In the laxative, it somehow gets through the wrapper while leaving no evidence. I well, I okay. I, it's, it's, just the, it's just things like, well, we have a plot, but we don't want to have to actually work at getting it to make sense. So we're gonna have tons of plot holes big enough to drive that laxative truck right through. So, so the candy bars—they're now they're la- laxative candy bars. Uh, Calvary kids try to sell them to Lenny and Carl. Lenny and Carl immediately have to go to the bathroom. Um. Then we cut to a scene where the preteen Braves are selling them laxative free, and they seem to be selling them a lot. And then, <laughs> oh, okay. We cut to a scene where we have Mayor Quimby. Remember how Judge Tatum was involved in this? Yes. Where is he? Why is Mayor Quimby announcing this? I don't know. Because they 
they forgot. I get yes, I that the so Mayor Quimby is announcing the winner of this candy contest and reveals it's the cavalry kids because they sold all their laxative chocolate to the old old folks home to grandpa and Jasper and those. Ah 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 what a great joke. But why here, this is lessons with Robbie in narrative structure. Okay, Matt? Okay. You don't do this. This doesn't make any sense. It doesn't it's waste it's a waste. You don't have if you want to do a a a twist, you want to do oh no, the cavalry kids still did win the contest. You need to be more you need to have another step involved somewhere along this. Uh, this is just a waste of plot. It's a waste of time to have them do this big prank where they sabotage the chocolate and then it doesn't matter anyway because they sold it to the old folks home. Um, it's too short. You need a longer stretch. You need to have, oh, they're playing in workout so that, so the, the, the cavalry kids have a, a, another plan that back, that reverts, that attacks basically the preteen Braves. And then you reveal the cavalry kids win. It's just, this happens in the span of like two minutes and it's just not enough time. And it just feels like a waste. And that's a lot of this episode. And, Hey, the joke, Matt, is that old people like laxatives. Yes, old people like things that no one else would like. It, because they can't go to the bathroom, and now they can. Get it? Matt, hey, wait, Matt, you didn't answer. Did you get the joke now? Yes, Robbie, I got the joke. <laughs> Good, just making sure. I just don't care. I'm just double-checking if you got the joke. So all this, so the contest, and this is the thing, Matt, we, I, we haven't mentioned this yet. You know what they win if they win this contest? They get to be Bat Boys at one game. They get to be Bat Boys at an Isotopes game. Which, why, like, why is this the prize? This is what they're after? Being Bat Boys at Isotopes? Why do they want this? Like, they don't even tell us why. Like, you know, it's the basic thing. You Like, a character wants a thing, you tell us why they want the thing, and then they try and get the thing. And, they're, and, we know, and it means something because we know why they want it. But we don't know why they want to be Bat Boys in an Isotopes game. They literally don't mention it until the chocolate contest is coming up. We don't have Bart going like, oh, man, I love the Isotopes. I'd really love to be a Bat Boy for them. Who cares if they're Bat Boys? None of the guys like none of these kids like baseball. What does it matter? OK, I'm sorry. I apologize. OK, Robbie. I can't. I can't anymore. Um. So. <laughs> more chaos, because. Because the Cavalry Kids won, they get to be Bat Boys in this baseball game. And Homer devises a plan to get them away from the game. You know what his plan is? To say that they get free parking. Hey, Matt. Yeah, that's it. They put up a sign that says free parking this way. And Kirk turns around and drives that direction and it's away from the stadium. And the joke at after all this is, do you have $5 to pay for parking? Because Kirk's poor. I mean, the joke could have been that, oh, parking near a stadium is ridiculously expensive. And it's like, oh, it's like 50 bucks to park. And obviously no one wants to pay that much. But why? Five dollars? I get that you're trying to joke that Kirk is poor, but ugh. it's that's the thing. Taste. Like, it's it's well, it's just the simplest thing. And it's just like that's all this is it's just the simplest jokes, the hackiest, like boring. Oh, old people like laxatives. Kirk can't afford five dollars. Like the part of the reason I like the 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 cops bantering in the first act, Matt, is because there's like depth to their conversation. Where you know where Lou and and Eddie are upset because Lou slept with Eddie's ex wife, and Eddie's like, "Oh my," because they're talking about things that happen off screen and makes the world feel real. When when there's a joke early about Millhouse being scared when the light turns off, even momentarily, it reveals character about Millhouse without him literally just saying, "I'm afraid of the dark." Jokes that old people like to poop, and Kirk is can't afford five dollars when he literally just yells, "I can't afford five dollars!" is not a joke. There's no subversion. There's no ex there's no surprise. It's just ah, oh, he turned away because he doesn't have five dollars to pay for parking. Whatever. Yes, let's make fun of Kirk because he's poor. I mean, it's 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 just boring. I I don't know. Um, so they're gone, I guess. And now the preteen Braves come in impersonating the Cavalry Kids. And now they're not even Bat Boys, Matt. They're singing the National Anthem. 
Well, yeah, because obviously you want your bat boys to sing the national anthem. Duh, Robbie. It doesn't. Why are they singing the national anthem? They don't even give us. It's just this absurd progression of there's no logical reason anything is happening. Like, oh, they're singing the national anthem because they're dressed as the cavalry kids, so they want to embarrass the cavalry kids. I still don't know why they want to embarrass the cavalry kids. What did they do? They clean up litter before them? Really? Yeah, there needs to have been a much more intense inciting incident. You can just make the cavalry kids villains. Make Kirk up. Make him Kirk do something underhanded. Like maybe, or make it not even Kirk. Make it somebody else. Like why is Kirk leading this group? Make it like oh, there's some jerk from Shelbyville who runs the cavalry kids, and, and you know he makes them do awful stuff. And it's it's mo- it's like Millhouse and a bunch of kids from out of town. Don't make it be kids you know. It's just yeah. It's there's a million different ways, but honestly, like you have to, like they do, there's no reason they're feuding in the first place. So the entire time I'm like, well, why are they doing any of this? Who cares? They're kids. Marge is one of the parents. Why is she so vindictive? She's she's like nice and happy about everything when she finally gets in charge, and then immediately, boom, on a dime, switches. So the preteen Braves impersonating the Cavalry kids sing a different version of the Star Spangled Banner with different lyrics, and the game turns into a riot. Welcome, fans of America's favorite pastime, baseball. Eh, Here to perform the national anthem are today's honorary bat boys, the Cavalry Kids, led by Milhouse Van Houten. After this prank, everyone's going to hate those Cavalry Clods as much as we do. The cavalry kids must hate America. Hey, show some respect. My dad died in some war. You call this a large beer? It's a hoax. I'm the real Millhouse. <gasps> Time to knock off this knockoff. <laughs> Millhouse. You talk pretty tough for a man without health insurance. I'm on federal assistance. Ah! You lay off my girlfriend's ex-husband. I do like the appearance of, uh, what's, what's his name? Storm? Chad? Chaz? Pyro? Pyro? <laughs> American Gladiator, man. Yeah, I, one I, of those guys. I appreciate that he's here. I'll say that. Um, yeah, they couldn't remember Jordan Tatum from earlier in the episode, but they remembered him from, you know, seasons ago. Yeah, six seasons ago. Um, so now the baseball game has turned into a riot. Now everyone's fighting. And remember when this was a story about two children's organizations having a rivalry? Remember that, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It was like three minutes ago. And it just turned into, well, now everyone at this baseball game is fighting. And Judge Tatum's here now. He's fighting Mo. And we, there's a joke about, Mike. why is Mo fighting? So, I don't know. I don't know what anything's happening. Things are just, you know, going crazy. So everyone's fighting, um, chaos, big, a third, third act set piece, third act chaos, where it's the Scullyers all over again, Matt. It is, because what's about to happen? Oh, we're going to end the episode real dang fast with something stupid. Right. So Marge is in the crowd with the kids, with, I guess, Lisa and Maggie, and she gets really upset, and so the episode ends. All I wanted was to glue feathers on felt and teach the boys good citizenship. <laughs> and now it's a Donnie Brook! <laughs> oh my god, that's my wife, and she's crying! <laughs> huh? Oh, Lassie, dry your tears! Then show us your boobs! Ow! Ow! God, help me! You're gone. Why are we fighting? I ain't doing any fighting. Let us end this mindless violence and join our hands in song. Aye, not a hymn to war like our national anthem, but a sweet, soothing hymn like the national anthem of Canada. Oh, Canada, our home and native land, true patriot love in all thy sons command. With glowing hearts 
We've learned that war is not the answer. Except to all of America's problems. Amen. Yep, that's definitely the lesson we wanted to learn out of this episode. I... Why? Because they had half a plot, and they couldn't figure out how to finish it. It's a Canadian national anthem. I mean, they do sing it at baseball. I mean, the, the Toronto Blue Jays are a team. They are, but they wouldn't... It doesn't... I don't... Like... What does this have to do with the rest of the episode? Like, how on earth? Nothing, Robbie. Once again, they got somewhere and they were like, oh, we can't finish this. Here, quick solution. Boom. Done. These are prof- these are professional writers, right? Professional television writers being hired to, to, to write the one of the most popular television shows of all time. Right? Professional writers. Huh? I, I, I can't. Like, how do you not go when like when you're reading the fir- when you're about to turn this in you go oh this is terrible let's rewrite this like you don't have it doesn't take a lot of like it doesn't take a genius to recognize the problems this episode has i don't know what it's doing i it's just it's another another one it's just another one of these episodes where it is just no no structure no cohesion no theme no reason for anything they're just doing stuff Things are just happening, Matt. Things happen, Robbie. That's just the way they no, go. No, I don't want. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. All right, I'm, I'm unacceptable. Here, unacceptable. I refuse, Matt. We're gonna start a list. Okay. Okay. We're gonna start a list. The list is not. These are not Simpsons episodes. These don't belong. They're not. They're cut out of the canon. Removed from canon. Okay. You know, why don't we just take season 11 through season 14, which is all we've gotten through so far, and do that with all of them. No, not, there's a few diamonds in the rough in there, but I'm, we're going to do, maybe we'll take a week and do a special episode, and we're going to do canon, or maybe we'll have an extra long segment one week or something, but we're cutting some of this stuff out, because that's the only way it's going to, I'm going to be able to maintain my sanity as we're watching all these garb, all this garbage. Cut. Remove from the canon. They don't belong. They don't get, they don't get to stay. Uh, and this is one of them. This doesn't belong. Doesn't get to stay. I mean, other than the Ralph is a brick, the meme. There's nothing. I, there's nothing I would that needs to. Re- I guess there is value in that. I do like the Ralph is a brick meme. It's probably not worth saving this episode though. Um, no, definitely. we can put the we can like push that into a different a bin, uh, a, a different yep. bin. Okay. Um, yeah, this episode is bad, Matt. It's very bad. Yep. We will rank it at the end of the show. Hey, Matt. I believe that's my cue to ask, Robbie, is this episode... Oh, yes, it's so incredibly broken. I'm not even ask you. I don't need your opinion. We know. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh-huh. Yeah, this episode is absolutely broken. It's it's terrible. Like, it, But we can, I can hear, Matt. The, there is a difference. Okay? There's a difference between this and Old Yeller Belly. Because I think you, true. you can salvage this. You absolutely can. I mean, I, I think we've talked about it a lot, is that if you were to take the first two acts of this and then just maybe maybe tweak it a little bit, the, the jokes, you know, obviously get rid of the Beatles, replace them with something else because none of that makes sense. Uh, and then at the end, you can either get rid of the rivalry entirely at the end of Act 2 or make it be a different group that Millhouse has glommed onto. And it's, it's full of people we've never met before and really make them villains. I feel like if you do that and then tweak the jokes, this could be a decent episode. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I I say this about a lot of episodes, but you have to decide what your episode's about. Like, what what's the reason things are happening? Why? What are, what's the lesson? Like, is the lesson Bart and Millhouse are kids, so they're going to do... You know, they're going to cause mayhem once in a while, and maybe we should just, you know, make sure they don't break in other people's houses. I like, I don't know what the, like, they, there's no reason, like, they don't even have, you have to have it at the beginning. You can't just throw it in there at the end. Like, they make it about, like, war. Like, what? What? Like, you could have it be, like, the parents are driving the kids to be rivals when they don't want to be. Like, uh, the mini golf episode. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a thing. You could do that where, like, the kids really don't want to be fighting over. Like, what are we fighting over? And that, if you want this to be about, oh, we shouldn't be fighting, then that's what you have to do. You have the parents get, 
get uh use the Bart and Millhouse having trouble into their little childhood gangs. And that is the reason that, and we have just parents fighting over clout of doing charity. Like that's what this episode thinks it's about. That I, I think is about these parents fighting over like having the clout in the town of like, oh, they're the most charitable group or whatever. But they don't really ever sell that because it just gets lost in the weeds of all the garbage and chaos. So if you're going to do that, do it and make it so that the parents are feuding. The kids don't really want to do any of this. Like, have well, you just have Bart and Millas and all the kids are like going full ham with it. And they should, if you want to sell, oh, we should, we learn that we shouldn't be fighting. Someone's got to be holding back somewhere. You got to have some voices of dissent that help reinforce your theme. And they don't because they don't care because it's not. There's so much nonsense in this thing. It's so diluted by random crap about like at the end of the day, why is the chocolate? Why is the candy sales thing matter? Like, why is why are they like it didn't it doesn't even need to be in this episode for them to have this final confrontation. Like you could have them be bat boys for any reason. You don't need to have a candy sales like and that's just reinforced my point. Things need to happen in your story. And they need to have meaning. You need to have, like, you should choose things happening in your story for reasons. I I feel like I'm a crazy person just saying that out loud. You should have reasons for things happening in your story. Even if it's just, oh, we had a really good joke. And a really good joke does not mean old people want to poop. Yes. You you can have better jokes than that. Sorry. It's not a good joke. Um... But I just I it's not that this is like impossible to salvage. It just feels like they didn't try, and I think that's even more frustrating sometimes. Where it's like all you had to do is like spend a little bit more time on it, just massage it. It's a first draft. That's it's okay for the first draft to be bad. You have to just mess with it a little bit and take things out, re- replace them with better ideas. But I don't feel like they did that. And if this is more than if this is like a fifth draft, I'm who oh boy. Hmm. All right. Uh, Matt. Yes, Rob. It's time for our next segment. It's time for comments from the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments from the news group is where I look through the nohomers.net forums, which are still up running today, uh, about reviews of the episodes as they came out. That's some bad news for you, Matt. Is it that they liked it for no particular freaking reason? They really liked it. Overwhelmingly Mm. liked it. 42% 42% gave it a 4 out of 5. 42%. Another 18% gave it a 5 out of 5. Perfect score. Perfect, man. This is a perfect episode. 18% of people watched this thought perfect. 5 out of 5. Couldn't it be better? As good as a Golden Year episode. Less. 9 people gave this a 1 out of 5. 9. Okay. Uh, some I got three reviews. First one. Pretty good episode, mainly because of the jokes. The South Park and PAX TV parodies were brilliant, and the Canada joke at the end was hilarious. Lots of other funny parts and carries this episode, although the plot was also good. Five out of five. First, first three words of this review are pretty good episode, and then the last thing, five out of five. Pretty good means five out of five, apparently. I guess that's can, Matt, what it takes these days. Can you explain the Canada joke to me? What is the joke? Is it that they're peaceful? Uh... Yes, that that you know, obviously the U.S. national anthem is about war and how great it is to see your flag the next morning, uh, which is not really about war. It's about surviving war, which could also be other people's wars that you didn't start. So I don't think it's a a pay in to war, as as it were. Uh, but it's also that oh, uh, let's let's be like Canada, where everyone loves each other. These people have not lived in Canada very clearly. They have not. They haven't uh, even watched Letterkenny. I mean. <laughs> Right, Matt. Now we're gonna start our, our Letter Candy podcast. We'll start that oh, next week. If we do, I am so on that. I cannot wait. Uh, next review. Fairly forgettable episode with a lot of laughs. Beatles references were great, as was most of the first act. It took a rather bizarre turn when the episode became Braves vs. Calvary. Still, some good things came out of it. The ending was strange, but it worked pretty well, in my opinion. Seeing the Canadian national anthem was obviously random, but I rather liked it for some odd reason. Three point five out of five. And finally, Matt. Someone who agrees with us. Or not necessarily agrees with us, but it's much closer. I usually hate it when people say this, but in this case, I'm going to make an exception. I'm usually pretty lenient on the ones others hate, but since so many of you have apparently lost your minds, worst episode ever. 
I mean, I don't know about that, but it's going to be down there. It's bad. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Every week. It's just it's whenever we get one of these terrible episodes and people are like, oh, it's amazing. It's the best. Five out of five. I'm like, are you are you OK? Yeah. Are you all right? The Simpsons brainwashed you because the characters you recognize are on screen. Like that looks like Homer. Five out of five. Yeah. Feels like that way sometimes. All right. It does feel like that. Let's move on to fun things, man. What's happy things? All right. Okay. Happy things. I like happy things. It's time for a listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is What is your favorite sea captain quote? I've forgotten how many great quotes sea captain has. There are. There's a, re- a lot of really good ones. Uh, first from Alex. Okay, I'm, I'm doing. My, I'm going to do my best, Sea Captain. I think it's all right, but we'll see how it goes. Arr, I hate the sea and everything in it. From Lauren, Yar, tis no man, tis some remorseless eaten machine. My mom used to say that to my brother all the time when he was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm man, a mom that quoted The Simpsons. That's uh, that's a, a pretty uh, crazy mom. That's pretty good. Uh, Kai, R ninety sea shanties on three compact discs. Him, blow the man down, blow the man down. Row, row, row your boat in the navy. Come on and join your fellow man. Act now and get a bonus CD. Hornpipe fever. R. Oh, this voice is rough. I don't know how. Okay. Uh, Brian, friends. Like you can take over, Robbie. Mm, I don't know. There's some of these I want to do. So. Okay. I especially. I really want to do this one. So maybe after this, after the next two, Matt, you can take over. Uh, from Brian, a friend of the show at Bort AGX. Uh, from the Mysterious Voyage of Homer, Sea Captain. Tis clear sailing ahead for our precious cargo. Uh, would that be the hot pants, sir? I, the hot pants. Hot pants, the most precious of cargo. Also from Denise and Carmen Simpsonology. I, the hot pants. All right, Matt, you take over. Do some, do some, do some work. All right. Uh, from James. Uh, we're on James, right? Yes, Hold James. On. Sorry, the two above are both I, the hot pants. Just want to make sure. Yes. Uh, so James at James underscore Warwick. Sea uh, captain. Only three ships and a stout crew will sail around the horn and bring back silks and spices, the likes of which ye have never seen. We're building a casino. Yar, can you give me five minutes? It's very good. Do you mean to keep going? Keep going. Keep going. Okay, okay. I hand you All the right. baton. From, Take it over. Okay. From Bon 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 Bonds at Bon 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 Bonds 2. <laughs> Fantastic, by the way. Uh, when Bart asks how he crashed the ship and he says two glass eyes. Again, amazing. Uh, from Allison at Amethyst 1258. Uh, sea Captain, are you ready to join the ship of Lost Souls? Homer, the name on the side says Honey Bunch. Yar, I've been meaning to change that. Uh, from Lauren, uh, L. Columbia 88. R, you call that an anchor? That's March versus the monorail when Homer is dragging the M through uh, the Springfield. Uh, from Gene uh, at Eugene R. McGrath. Come see Bottomless Pete, nature's cruelest mistake. Come for the freak, stay for the food. This is obviously once Homer has been given a prized spot at the Frying Dutchman. Uh, from Sarah, at Sarah maybe not. Shut up, I know what I'm doing. Yar, I hate the sea and everything in it. That's when the uh, lighthouse was not pointing the correct direction. Uh, from Amy, at a Dunfree 431. Yar, I don't know what I'm doing. That is one of the better ones, as we've seen. Uh, from Anthony at AC underscore aviation photo uh, from the way we weren't sea captain are you looking to cross the lake that separates you from she Homer who are you the sailing instructor and on movie night I run the project R only PG nothing R yar <laughs> they, they do that just just so that, that just so that hurt our voices their episode that episode's bad but that quote good <laughs> one more minute Oh, sorry. This was an email, I guess? Yes, it was an email. All right. From Special Delivery Jones, I, the hot pants. I had to include one final, I, the hot pants. There's so many. (laughs) There's so many. Uh, Matt, what is your answer? Yar, tis no beast. Tis a remorseless eaten machine. Because, you know, that's my goal in life. (laughs) 
um, my answer is honestly was not picked by anyone. A little surprised, Whoa, okay. A little surprised, uh, but it is the thing. Is it, I was tied here by Rowdy Teens. No, that is not that. Oh. <laughs> that is very funny. But uh, no, my answer is, Yar, I'm not attractive. Oh, the bachelor auction. <laughs> I just, it's just, it's, it's all, it's the thing I've quoted the most from Sea Captain. In my, it's very much like you're feeling, you know, every time I felt low, every time I felt ugly, it's like, Yar, I'm not attractive. <laughs> Might as well call it my life. Oh, man, that's not true. You're quite a catch. Uh-huh. Only the Simpsons fans, apparently. Your wife is not that big of a Simpsons fan, and she's locked you down for life. That is true. She has. Next week's question. What is your favorite Kirk Van Houten quote? Not quite sure if we've done this one before. We might have, but if whatever. Uh, we're doing it again. Uh, post this question on our Twitter. It's at Simpsons Show Pod. Uh, you can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com. And you can find the question on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. You do not have to be a supporter to answer the question on the Patreon. Most people are anyway, but it's there. Uh, we can move on, Matt, to our next segment. It's time for the new Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Go Trivia Challenge for Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard and try and stump the other. Matt has a two-point lead on me with this episode and one more before the season is over. I have to make up ground. I have to, I have, I at least can't lose ground today if I want to even maintain a reasonable distance. <sighs> but unfortunately, my brain is not good. Got right. Your brain is fantastic. Got, the whole podcast is your brainchild. I've got one of them. Mm, got one of them bad brains. All right, Matt, you ready for an easy question? I suppose. These are all from Boy Scouts in the Hood. Oh, okay. Remember that episode where B Bart joined a child youth uh, organization, and it was. Good. I do remember that. I remember it being good. Uh, what and, was it? Good and funny. Good. It, right. it was funny. Had jokes in it. Uh huh. Okay. Your easy question. Bart and Milhouse go on a spending spree with how much money? $20. That is correct. You fool. Money can be exchanged for goods and services. <laughs> all right. All of your questions today are from Pokemon. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Your easy question. Who did Jack Crowley shoot that got him sent to prison? Oh, God. Ooh, I don't know. Um. Oh, man. I have no idea. All right, Matt. If you, I am not going to get any of these questions right. Um, Jack Crowley shot. Who did he shoot? I don't know. Um, I mean, I can guess. Is, can I? I'll ask you a question. Is it a Simpsons character, or is it just some random person? Yes, yes, it is. Is okay. it a standard Simpsons? Okay, cast member. Got it. Character. Good. All right. Cool. Um, a poo. You're right. Oh my god! It's it's like who's been shot the most, and it was a poo. So I <laughs> picked a poo. Who gets shot the most? It's probably Wiggum or a poo. Yeah, poo. that's the my, those are my. I'm like, all right. Well, I got a point. I'm happy. I don't expect. Okay, Pokemon is not. I can't. I can't really tell you much about Pokemon. You got this, Robbie. I believe uh, in you. Okay. Your medium question, Matt. Homer orders how many Krusty Burgers at the oil rig Krusty Burger? Oh, boy. Um, all right. He goes, give me something Krusty Burgers. Give me... Come on, Matt. Oh, okay. Give me 700 Krusty Burgers. What? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> yes. I couldn't remember whether it was six or seven. Why do you do this to me? What are what what are what what are you doing to me? Why? <laughs> hey, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. You just have to give my medium question. Yeah, that doesn't happen, man. I get him like one side of it. Blue. Okay, go ahead. Okay, what does Jack yell as he burns the sappy mural? Oh, pff, are you kidding me? Uh, I, I, he he yells something. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember, uh, screw you, Skinner. I'm sorry. He dances around going, Puma Pride, Puma Pride. You're a hard question, Matt. Ernest Bergnine tells the kids they probably know him from what role? Oh. Uh, no, 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 no. Don't say oh. Sergeant Fatso Jetson and from here to eternity. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember because watching that episode, I was like, 
What in the heck is that? What are you doing to me, Matt? What? How do you know that? How do you know Please tell me you're gonna leave the high pitch, high pitch screeching in. I think the most impossible question. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Okay, Robbie, your hard question. <laughs> what are the names of the two chiropractors that steal Homer's spino cylinder? Yank them and broke them. Okay, uh, it is Dr. Steve and Dr. Steffi. It was not supposed to be a joke. It's just Dr. Steve is the chiropractor Homer goes to who kind of helps him for a little bit. And then it gets worse. And then Dr. Steffi is his friend. Well, guys, <laughs> I was two points behind Matt going into our final episode. But Matt decided that, uh, you know, drama is boring. So <laughs> now I'm seven points behind Matt. And out literally, it's impossible for me to make up. Matt has clinched the victory already. Yes. No, yes. No, yes. <laughs> Robbie, if I can't win by a huge margin, at the very least, I have to go in with a, enough buffer to, you know, win the last episode. I have to, I, I, the further out I win it, the better. No! How, Sergeant Fatso? You know Sergeant Fatso? <laughs> Sergeant Fatso Jetson. Because what in the world kind of name is that? Alright, I want you guys all to pretend that I still have a chance next week to make so that we can still have like fun in the trivia segment so I can I guess I can make it a little bit more respectable, but that's no fun. That's boring. Okay. No You're the worst. Alright, let's get on. Let's let's rank this puppy. Okay, fine. We can move on. <clears throat> make Sideshow Bob murmur noises. We can move on to our final Segment segment we end every single episode with it's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever, and how good they are. Alrighty. So this uh, is bad. Uh, yeah, it's bad. But it's it's, it's better than Dude Where's My Ranch, probably. Oh yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. From, it's, it's, from, it's from the Native American that. aspect alone. Yeah, it's better than Dude Where's My Ranch. Um, it's oof. it's somewhere above Dude Where's My Ranch and somewhere below Bye Bye Nerdy. It's somewhere in there. I mean, yeah, up with that. I mean, Bye Bye Nerdy at least makes somewhat sense in a logical progression of an episode. This one's third act just falls completely off. Um, hmm. I'm going to, hmm. I would probably put it probably right above. Well, no, right below Bart versus Lisa versus the third grade, right above the parent rap, just because I really hate the parent rap. Uh, and, but Bart versus Lisa versus third grade also has the same issue where the third act just kind of goes into randomness. <sighs> I mean that's the problem. Like a lot of these, all these episodes in the same, on the same boat, where they kind of do that thing too. I think there is here. This episode doesn't have infighting with the family, right? Right. So that's a positive. So there's none. There that's it makes it. I would say it's better than Tennis the Menace for that alone, and probably better than the Parent Rap too. It's better than Pray Anything. Bart versus Lisa versus the Third Grade. Very similar, I think. Yes. It's basically Bart versus Lisa instead of Bart versus Millhouse. Yeah. And also a lot of very, very obvious plot holes and leaps of logic and characters doing things because they should. Um, I think this is worse, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think this is worse. I think, yeah. I I do like to mention the Helter Shelter just I just want to say the name Helter Shelter because then I can say it's the episode where Marge and Lisa murder a man mm-hmm. and crush his skull well I mean they push him off a cliff he might you know you don't know what happened to him he broke, that's true broke his back or you know bled out in rocks got eaten by some wildlife while he's clung to life we don't know but he did die almost certainly he fell very far oh yeah 
you don't survive from that. No. So uh, that puts. I'm just gonna mention it. Eight time we mentioned Elton Shelter. I'm gonna mention the fact <laughs> Marge and Lisa are murderers. Um, Bar War is now number two eighty on our list, right below Bart vs Lisa vs Third Grade, right above the Parent Rap. First place is still Homer's Enemy. Last place is the Strong Arms of the Maw. Which it's it's at this point tough. It's gonna be tough. I don't see anything taking its spot. Um, don't say that yet, Matt. You don't know. Your memory probably has has erased most of the really bad stuff that we That's have yet to true. we haven't seen yet. It's it's certainly possible something is gonna um eclipse it in its offensiveness and terrible terribleness. But um, we have one more episode, as I mentioned, one more episode in season fourteen. It is Mo Baby Blues. Oh, this one. Okay. Okay. Um, I have mostly fond memories of this, so we'll see. It, I, I don't know. I know. I don't remember very distinctly. I remember, you know, it is Mo taking care of Maggie and then getting creepily attached attached to her. But there's also a lot of mafia stuff in it. So I don't I don't He's remember. Really. There is a lot. There's like I'm looking at the Wikipedia and like there's four paragraphs. Three of them are about mafia stuff. So I'm assuming there's a lot of mafia stuff that I don't remember. That's next week. You guys can watch along with us if you'd like. You can find all this stuff, this list, our links to our social media, to our Patreon on our website. It's thesimpsonshow.com. Everything there. Uh, We appreciate everyone who does support us on Patreon. Um, I think that'll do it for us. You can find me online on twitter at robbie dorman and on my website is robbie which include links to my other podcasts and links to purchase my novels my newest novel the split circle is a horror mystery about exiled american investigating a soccer death cult in a small eastern european town to find the truth he must step inside the split circle it's good guys go read it it's all right i guess uh matt does not participate in social media you will not find him uh that is true the only way i communicate now is with the shaking of the leaves so unless you can control the wind sorry you're just out of luck uh but if you can control the wind you know pick a brother up because right now i'm just going outside and shaking it for responses and it's just not working is right. this like a happening situation maybe you know plants i might be in the league with the tree people you don't know well that's a that's a different situation if you're that's if we're talking about tree people that's like ants and i'm down with ants not down with the happening <sighs> You're you're very ant like, Matt, so I'm gonna I'm opting for that. My headcanon, you're 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 an, a friend of the ants. You're a friend. I hope so. I, I enjoy the ants a lot. I hope they found their wives. <laughs> so ridiculous that that's a plot point and they just have lost them. <laughs> uh I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. And keep watching the Simpsons. Shh.